You're listening to the drink special, yeah. Back, back, back again, episode three, and we got a good one for you. How you feel, Richard? Oh man, I'm I'm loving those Latin vibes, bro. I haven't heard I haven't heard that in a while, so I'm feeling that. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling good. You know, one of the things that I love about uh, I love about our show is you know we try to expand to different different segments of different markets. And when it comes to music, you know, Richard and I do not discriminate. We love your Latin tunes, your reggae tunes, your your bangra, your hip hop, house dance, everything. I'll stop you there. Nickelback. You will not hear Nickelback on this show. Shout out to my boy Sly. You will not hear Nickelback. <laughs> Yo, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? I have nothing against Nickelback. In all honesty, I don't think I can tell you a Nickelback song. That doesn't mean I don't like it. But but I'm not going to turn off Nickelback right away. But I'll leave that between you and Sly. <laughs> but how was your week? How was your week? Bro, it was a good week. You know what? The countdown to spring is on. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the nicer weather we have here in the GTA. So, you know, the week was good. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling into the weekend. Going to have some fun outside and enjoy the weather. How about you? Yeah, you know, uh, kind of the same. You know, the sun the sun is out a lot more, and, and it's going down a lot later, which is really cool because then you can kind of go outside after dinner, depending on when you have dinner, everyone, for a walk with the kids or whatever. You know, a little tidbit for everyone, and I don't know if everyone knows this, Julie and I, and Julie's my wife, you know, we're big into Call of Duty. For those Call of Duty gamers out there, it's such an addictive game. But it's actually very glitchy, right? Especially on the PS5 for some odd reason. I don't. It, maybe it's just too powerful. It doesn't run as fast as it should. But Julie and I play what what uh, they call zombie mode. You're in all these different environments, and they throw zombies at you, and you just got to keep. The whole purpose of the game is just stay alive, stay alive. So naturally, Julie and I we're a good team. But when I think of the entire day, we probably don't beef as hard as we do because of call of duty like it's like yo why weren't you watching the window you're too slow i'm reloading like it's 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 intense it's intense (laughs) i know it's it's a little embarrassing but uh, but that was cool the other thing that actually um, brought a smile to my face maluma's coming to toronto maluma baby Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, it felt weird, but for the first time in 12, 13 months, and for those of you that, of course, follow EC4U events, you know, we got your ticket needs. For the first time in like 12, 13 months, I bought tickets. Like I bought, yeah. bought a ton of tickets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, you know, who knows? Who knows where we're at in October? But I don't know. I'm rolling the dice. So I'm rolling the dice that we're in a much better place and we can attend in-person concerts by the end of this year, right? So I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully I didn't jinx it. But if you need that Maluma, you know where to get us. Little plug there, little plug. But, you know, just like every show, we need to start it off the right way. Richard, what are you drinking? Got to go with my with my boys from Labatt. Uh, I have a Stella Artois right now, one of my favorites. What are you drinking, Dave? So don't make fun of me. But drink specials is about having a drink. It's not necessarily always about having an alcoholic drink. Depends on the mood you're in. It's not- I hope I didn't say anything wrong, Richard, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, is like, you're in a mood sometimes, right? And today, you know, I'm in a different kind of mood. So I am going non-alcoholic today. I have my favorite vitamin water with me, my fruit punch. And what I do is I put it in the freezer and then I let it cool off for like an hour so I can still drink it, but it's a little slushy. I'm not going to hate, you know, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. It's all a drink special, right? It's all a drink special. Exactly, exactly. One love for all, for all the drink lovers out there. Why are we excited about today's uh, today's podcast? Of course, we're going to dip into The Bachelor. We're going to talk about Temptation Island. It's getting hot already. You know, I think we're going to have an interesting debate around what's been happening with Ibrahimovic and LeBron. And for those of you that don't know who they are, you know, we'll kind of go into who they are in that part of the segment. And then, you know, we have, uh, we have a really, really cool guest. Someone that Richard and I have known for, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I don't want to date ourselves, but we've known her for a while. But she's joining Drink Specials today. Monica Kalra, we have uh, we have an interview with her, so we're very excited. And then we'll get into our weekly stock. Cool. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. The Bachelor. Um, how you doing? How is this? Um, it's different. You know, I've never had to address this many women at one time that I used to to have a relationship with, however long or short that was. So uh, I was super nervous heading into tonight, and especially with how uh, some of that time ended with some of the women here. Here, here. Richard. Here. What did you think of this week's tell-all? To be honest, I thought it was a pretty weak episode. I felt really bad for Brittany, uh, the the accuser of being an escort. Felt really bad for her. Obviously, an unfortunate situation, and it clearly affected her life, obviously, after the show. 
but I was watching this with my wife Sabina, and she made a comment at the end that made me think like is is she an escort? Stop, I don't know if hey, you got that. Hey, I don't know if you. Hey, hey. I don't know if you got that. I don't know if you got that vibe. I don't know if you. I'm not saying she is, but but she made a few comments, and that you know, if I was, is it really that bad? And no, everyone has a, a their job, their profession. You gotta you gotta put food on the table. But you know, she was making people feel bad for calling her that. At the same time. You know, she was kind of hinting that she could be in that line of work. I don't know if you if you saw it the same way, but I I had some question marks going on after uh, her sit down with Chris Harrison. Okay, so I know what you're referring to right. So at the end of her segment or at the end of her interview, she did address the escort community or, or that industry, right? So I I understand the part that you're talking about. I didn't take it that way. She's probably received a lot of backlash from that industry or that community. Like I think she was kind of almost defending her brand. That's kind of what I took. I do disagree with you in regards to the boring comment. I think when Matt joined the show, I think it got boring, but I liked the spice at the beginning of the show. They were they were going at Victoria who in all honesty, and I don't care if I get any hate from our listeners, she, she her and I just would not gel, right? Like she's yeah. arrogant, she's rude, she she just doesn't see how she hurts people with her words. I kind of liked how they kind of all went at her. I, I felt like they were light on her, though. I wasn't feeling how people were hating on Katie. Katie is the one who told basically Matt everything. And Every season, there's a Katie, right? Yeah. So so you, you can't be surprised. But again, for the other, uh, putting my shoes in the other girl situation, it's annoying, right? It's annoying. Like, who wants to be the snitch? And, and, and she was like, what, the eighth girl to go home? So she didn't even make it that far. So, I mean, I, I, I'm annoyed uh, and, and nobody likes snitches, right? No, I feel you. So, so I think there was two things, right? Yeah, she did snitch, right? She told Matt what's going on, whatever, whatever. And was that her place? Mm. But I think the house also didn't like that. She confronted people, right? Like she confronted Victoria. She told them what it was because she did see bullying, right? Like they were being mean, but they were being mean to the new girls, right? And she didn't appreciate it, right? So I kind of like. Yeah. how she stood up for people but the tell-all was good but when matt came out and even when katie did the interview with matt it, it was missing it was missing that excitement for me but oh all in all it was I, good it was okay i personally was a little disappointed that sarah didn't show up yes i don't know sarah, sarah was the one um she sadly had to leave the show early because uh, her her father was terminally ill and she didn't know how much time he uh he had left so she left the show a little bit early, and I know a lot of the girls were were pretty mean to her as well. So I wanted to see her come back and and confront the girls for them being pretty mean to her as well. So and I think she could have gone far if she if she stayed put because I think Matt was feeling her. She was feeling Matt. It was just obviously bad timing um, with her personal situation. So a little disappointed that she didn't show up because I think that could have spiced up the show um, a little bit as well. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. To your point, yeah. She had a chance, right? Like, I felt like Matt was fighting for her to stay, even after she told him about um, her family situation, right? So I felt I felt Matt was smitten by her, but that's yeah, a good yeah. point. Before we, we change topics, let's get into some Bachelor predictions. We got three left. Who's your top two? Um, My top two? Michelle. Michelle's one of them. Actually, is it Michelle? Yeah, it's Michelle and Rachel. Michelle and Rachel. I think, Mich- I think Rachel's going to win. I think she's going to win. I, I, I completely agree with you. Bree out of the three is my favorite, but I I think uh, he's gonna pick Rachel, and I do think uh, um is it Melissa or Michelle? I, th- I think it's Michelle, isn't it? Michelle, yeah, it I think Michelle. it's Michelle. I think Michelle is gonna be the top two. Yeah, yeah. So we're so, on the same page. Yeah. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. But Richard, what did you think of uh, Team Canada, Serena? They brought her out. She was first time she saw Matt since she dumped Matt. He didn't dump her. She dumped yeah. him. Uh, all right. My my whole thing on Serena again she was one of my favorites obviously hometown girl but I just feel she was she wasn't genuine through the I, she, she left a bad taste in my mouth after wasting everyone's damn time I don't think she was feeling Matt I I don't think she thinks she made a mistake I think it's just fluff how do you feel about the situation well one first we didn't comment on Matt's uh, beard Right, so the beard game, mm, not, not for me. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I'm jealous of the beard because it's a, it's a pretty strong beard. I, I can't grow that, but it doesn't suit. It him. didn't suit him. I'll give that. It doesn't, it doesn't suit. I him. just felt it wasn't clean. Like I don't know. I felt it was a little bumpy. It wasn't like I just feel. I'm sure his pockets are deep, especially after being on that show, or the, the show will take care of whatever you know expense he has. I, I just felt it was uneven. Anyways, but yeah, like. uh 
you know, there was a there was a part there or a time there where I'm like, oh, I, maybe she's questioning the decision she made. But after they kind of were talking, et cetera, et cetera, I kind of, you know, I'm like, you know what? She's happy with the decision she made. She knew he wasn't the one and she just needed to cut that tie, right? So Exactly. She 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 got her fame, her followers. I think that's what she was there for. And now she's moving on. So um, good for her, but she wasted everyone. Serena, time. if you're hearing this, we would love to have you on drink specials. All right. Well, no, I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. All right, we would love to understand what's really behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, hey, I, if, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Shout outs to Serena. Yeah, big ups, Markham. Big ups, big ups. Let's 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 switch it up. Let's get let's get even hotter. Temptation Island. He loves you so much. Why is he bringing you here? It doesn't make sense. If I were to bring my girlfriend to this real, show, be it's because I have intentions on bringing over. Stop looking at me. Or what? <laughs> Just because it's broken doesn't mean you can fix it. So we're not breaking no rules if anything happens. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I know, Richie. I know. Oh, I know man. you caught up. Oh man. Oh, this. <laughs> things are getting spicy on the island. Things are getting spicy on the island. First of all, um, my boy Tiger Woods. Kendall. Kendall yeah. Oh, Tiger. he's in. Kendall's Kendall's getting himself into some trouble. And he wasted no time. Hey, no and he's time. focused. Like, he knows what he yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, oh, you want to come up to my room? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna sit over here. And then I'm like, what are you doing, man? But uh, you know, and I feel like his his girlfriend seems like the sweetest girl, right? Like she's just so kind hearted. Uh she's very genuine, and he she he just controls her right and 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 she knows it and she can't do anything about it so i'm not a big fan of kendall i think he's he's a player i think he doesn't treat his girlfriend properly um but you know it's interesting to see how his relationship with this new uh love interest uh temptress uh evolves but no it was a it was a spicy week i think um our friend from new jersey with uh Trini, India, Portuguese. Uh, we can't label. Yeah. Uh, I, what's her name? Kristen and Julian. Yes. Yes. yes there we yes. go. Yeah. 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 So I, I honestly think she has a horrible attitude, right? Like she's been rude to all the guys. Mm-hmm. Man's popping champagne in a in a villa in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and he gets yelled at by this girl. <laughs> like, come on! If you're <laughs> like you're on an island with a bunch of single dudes, the guys want to turn up, have a good time. You're in a mansion overlooking the water. And this girl is yelling at you for popping champagne? Like, come on. Like, so I don't like her attitude. She's super closed off. I think she she didn't come in with the right with the right mindset. So I'm not a big fan of hers. Julian, I like him. I think he's a respectful guy. He's trying to do the right thing. I know they said he cheated twice. Whoa, yeah, him, yeah. So two times. There's some Yeah, there's some red flags, and rightfully so. But I mean, the, the guy's been respectful to, to to all the girls, and and I I think he's gonna move on from her, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, so a couple of things. One, okay, the popping champagne. He he popped it and he sprayed it. I don't know. I don't know. Like I felt. So, I he, feel like if you popped it he, and you sprayed it, and we were at a villa or whatever, you know, I, honestly, Richard, I'd be so mad at you. So I I don't know. I I maybe plus with with hair, like with I'm learning now with my daughter, like it's very different women's hair like it's crazy especially me I, I shaved my head right so it went in her hair so i don't know maybe she could be a little uh, she's on. okay to be cheesed a little but so there's that one julian i don't know he creeped on her twice he creeped on her twice like i don't know why she's back with him i think um i forgot who it was but uh one of the one of the guys he told her he told her he's like listen he brought you here to get dumped Right, he brought you here because he he wants to move on, and this is the easiest way to for him to break up with you after eleven years, whatever. So that kind of hit home with me a little. And I actually feel that with every couple, right? I feel either the man or the woman. The reason that they're proactively pushing their partner to go on that show is to break up. Like, there's no, yeah. there's none of this like. And I forgot who it was, but he was like, yeah, none of this like making me stronger, making me stronger, making me stronger. No, they 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 went there to break up, but. The poor guy whose whose girl dates only professional athletes, he's like crying all over the villa, you know, like feeling sorry for himself, knowing his girl is going out with the soccer guy, and she's just having the time of her life. I feel I feel bad for this guy. So I hope he kind of breaks that cycle, gets out of his comfort zone, 
and starts having fun, starts lightening up a little bit because I feel bad for him right now. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you, but I'm predicting this right now. She wants to stay with him. He leaves her because I agree with you. He's not having fun. She's having more fun, but I don't know. She's slowly, she's slowly like, oh, no, you know, I'm giving him the wrong, you know, the wrong impression. He thinks I'm sec- He thinks I make him second fiddle, et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's actually a good segue for, to the bonfire, right? So you watch the bonfire. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you a question. When they showed, so when the guys went to the bonfire and they showed their significant other, it was PG, right? Like every single conversation was PG, right? It's like, I mean, and they were having um, emotional conversations because, you know, they were talking about, you know, their spouse and how the, you know, they're made to feel second. I think, uh, you know, Erica's her name was kind of talking to one of the gentlemen around how Kendall makes her feel like, you know, just a puppet or whatever. Right. So it was PG. Yeah. But then they flipped to, you know, when the girls are watching the guys and it was all. Raunchy, right? Yeah. Like it was super raunchy. Right. It was super raunchy. But who are we hating on? You know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm sitting there next to Julia. I'm like, fuck, is this a bad look for for us guys or is this a bad look for for the girls? Because the girls at the guys villa. They were, they're the ones encouraging. They wanted to give lap dances, all that stuff. So, I mean, honestly, I don't recall seeing too much of that stuff go on at the, at the girls villa. Um, It was all at the guys villa. I I honestly think the girls, the single girls uh, provoked it. Yeah. Kendall obviously didn't shy away from anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I wouldn't say the the, the guys provoked uh, a, a lot of those those uh, playful interactions. Playful interactions. Okay, that's the line of the week right there. Playful interactions. Okay, all right. But you know, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I but honestly, that's one of the things I always look at at these shows, especially as I'm watching it with my wife. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was a good look or a bad look for us guys. But yeah, the bonfire was wild. They left. I think you talked about this last week. Everyone's always on a cliffhanger. Even Kristen and Julian, right? When they're showing Kristen, Julian, he, he's about to get a lap dance. And as he sits, or at least that's what we're made to feel in that moment. As he yeah. sits down, then it, the camera cuts. And she's like, oh, I don't know if he pushed her away. I don't know if he grabbed her. Like, So yeah. it leaves everyone on a cliffhanger, which is yeah. the worst, right? Because naturally, you're going to think the worst. Of course. So they go back and you know they turn up, right? They turn up with their uh, with, with the singles in their house, right? So yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's getting spicier, as Richard said. Yeah, like more bonfires to come. So let's, let's, uh, let's switch gears and let's uh, discuss the uh, beef between... LeBron James and soccer star Ibrahimovic. Back in for Ibra. That's his better. He finds some space. Ibrahimovic to the top of the area. Onto his right foot. Fires away. Score! And I have a feeling that this finals MVP is going to have a trophy named after him one day. The finals MVP is LeBron James. Um, for, for those of you that don't know, Dave, can you, can you fill him in a little bit? Yeah, so one... I hope everyone knows LeBron James, arguably the greatest player in basketball, and that's a that's probably another podcast that we need to talk about. Who's the goat? But um, but yeah, LeBron on the Lakers, uh, and LeBron's been very vocal, right? He's been very vocal when it comes to you know topics like social injustice and what's happening in America, and you know, and, uh, and you know all of those topics are out above and beyond basketball. And Ibrahimovic is a is a soccer icon. He actually played in North America for a little while for uh, for the Galaxy, Los Angeles Galaxy, but you know, pretty much always in Europe. He's a star. He's playing in Italy right now, I believe, for uh, AC Milan. Uh, he's he's a star. For, you know, five huge clubs uh, in Europe: Ajax, obviously AC Milan. I think he was in the Premiership for. Um, yeah, Man U. Yeah, Man U. Yeah. So he's he's a he's a soccer superstar um, in his own right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the whenever I think of Ibrahimovic is when he uh, he was playing with the Galaxy, and and I actually think it's a top ten Ibrahimovic goal like in his career. They play TFC, and I can't even describe it. But that goal, like he did this, I don't know, three sixty bicycle. It was, I can't even describe it. People, please watch it. TFC versus Ibrahimovic. It's an insane goal. Anyways, that's not what we're going to talk about. What we want to talk about is, is the beef, as Richard said. And I don't know if there's beef, but yeah, they, you know, they clapped at each other on on social. But uh, Ibrahimovic was being interviewed, 
and you know the topic came up around kind of you know how athletes are talking you know outside of their sport right and specifically lebron kind of what are the his thoughts or his impressions someone like a lebron speaking on topics that are not about basketball and that's actually one of the things that people love and hate about ibrahimovic he just speaks his mind he just right. speaks his mind right like right. i think i think some of his sports interviews are like the best because he just says no that guy's a clown i'm the best right and he basically said lebron's wrong he said lebron yeah. lebron is wrong he goes lebron should stick to talking about basketball and he should let politicians talk about politics and kind of just stay in their lane and you know, LeBron wasn't quiet about it. Like, LeBron clapped back and basically talked to, he recognizes the platform that he's built. You know, basketball may have been, you know, well, got, got him. of course, but no, he's going to use his platform and he's not going to shut up and he's going to talk about what he wants to talk about, right? And Ibrahimovic answered back, right? And kind of just to clarify, like, he thinks LeBron is the one of, if not the greatest basketball player in the world blah 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 but he's staying still absolutely believes that um, athletes should not be talking about or promoting politics or whatever it is they should really kind of stay in their lane so what are your thoughts richard is ebro so, right or wrong so the number one i love ibrahimovic i think he's a fantastic soccer player to your point that he speaks his mind i love that and 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 being a, a quote-unquote hockey guy I'm tired of of the hockey interviews. You know, a Crosby interview is the most boring interview in sports. Yeah, the boys played well tonight. We got pucks in deep. We stayed out of the penalty box. It's the same interview all 82 games a season. So I love the spicy interviews, the guys who tell it how it is and really what's on their mind. That being said, we live in a in an age of social media, of a lot of things going on in, in America. And Number one, these, yeah, we see them as athletes. They're they're millionaires. LeBron's almost touching the the billion dollar um, area, but they're human beings, right? Like, once LeBron or Ibrahimovic leaves the facility or the game or the arena, they're human beings, right? So they pay taxes, they vote, they have a they have an opinion, right? So it's no secret LeBron is vocal. But he also puts his money where his mouth is and his time. He opened up a school. He's an advocate for boys and girls clubs. He does camps. He's a huge advocate. So these are things we need from more of our athletes that LeBron's doing. We, we, we need volunteerism. We need education, right? And, and, and it's not just basketball for LeBron. It's, it's development. It's community. It's education. And, and basketball has put him in a position to help others that are not as fortunate um, and, and he's funding it and he's not, he's not just funding. He's, he's lending his time. So for Ibra to come out and say um, that all of these positive things that LeBron has done from a social, political community level, he shouldn't be involved or have a, have a voice on is absolutely ridiculous. And I think deep down Ibra knows that. But he's a proud man, and and he's just not gonna back down. And I, I think for him, um, you know, it, it, there's no question for for a lot of people that you know LeBron st- stands on the right side of of change, and it's not just change for Black Lives Matter and all that. It, it's it's change for all Americans and and, and people in general. Um, and I think that's where people fail to to realize is that when there's positive change in the marginalized communities, it funnels up through all of society. So I, I think that's one thing that, that Ibra is, is not seeing right now. So, so one, like, I don't think LeBron needs to shut up. I, I absolutely love what he's doing off the court, of course, on the court. He's impactful, but off the court, you know, we need people with that kind of power using it the right way. But to play devil's advocate, play devil's advocate, what if someone with a LeBron platform, was it using his voice the right way? Would we be saying the same things? Would you still be saying LeBron should still be using his voice? What if LeBron was promoting, and I'm making all of this up, but what if he was using his platform the wrong way? Would we be saying the same thing? So obviously I'm not American. I don't live in America. But obviously being in Canada, we're exposed to a lot of their news, all these things. And obviously Americans love their freedom of speech. Uh, I recently read something that freedom of, of speech um, is not speech towards hate. Um, 
things of that nature, right? So to play devil's advocate, yeah, you can have an opinion, but when the opinion um, is to at the detriment of a community or um, you know defacing a culture or things like that, it, it's it's definitely uh, wrong. You know, I I look at one of the best Raptors of all time champion Kawhi Leonard, right? Like he's a very quiet guy, very silent. Um, He doesn't really speak um, outside of basketball uh, about social issues and things like that, but it doesn't mean that he's not passionate about the the topic or doing something that we don't know about. Right. So I think, um, you know, LeBron has volunteered himself being a leader and, and the best player in the NBA um, he's lent himself and volunteered himself to be that voice for the people. I'm glad he, he, he did that, right? And, and and I'm sure there's quieter guys in the NBA that are doing things in their own communities that we don't hear about. Um, but it's at the end of the day, it's LeBron James, and, and we're going to hear about the things that he's doing, obviously. So um, I think people are doing things in their own way. Some people just aren't doing anything, and 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 – you know, that's their prerogative. That's fine. But um, for LeBron, he feels that it's a part of his uh, calling and a part of his duty to, to help in this manner. And I think a lot of people, more than not, respect him and admire him for, for it. You know, my, my wife is, a, is not a LeBron fan. She's a huge Kobe Bryant fan. So not the old-fashioned way. Kobe on a spin. What a pivot. Yes! <laughs> 121-103-59 but there's no denying the work he does on the court, off the court, sorry, and on um, in this community, right? And 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 it's admirable. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, listen, I love Ibrahimovic. He he's he's great, and what you know, I, I I frequently go to the Netherlands, and he's like a king being an ex-Ajax player, so I, I know his history, all that. I think he's a fantastic player. But again, like, what are your thoughts on, on him clapping at, at, at LeBron? I don't know where it's coming from. You know, I, I don't know why. When I, heard, when I heard him say something specifically about LeBron, I, right, again, I, right away I went back to the LA Galaxy days. Was there something going on there around who the king of Los Angeles is? And obviously no debate. It was LeBron, not because of his profile, but he's on the bigger team in Los Angeles. The Lakers are, are, are LA, and LA Galaxy is probably like the fourth, fifth, sixth uh, recognized team within Los Angeles. So I don't know. I, I Right away I just went to that. I'm like, there's something behind this. It's less around LeBron using his platform. It's more around... When I was in LA, I played second fiddle to LeBron. So now I'm going to throw uh, throw shade on his name. I, I don't know why that came to my mind, you know, and I, and right. I could be reaching, but that, that's kind of what I thought. Um, yeah, I, I think I think uh, I think Ibrahimovic didn't really know what he was talking about. Like in all honesty, I, I think he's yeah. I, he's probably a little blind to he's the a little work. removed. Yes, especially to the work that kind of you were talking to that LeBron's doing off the court. I think if Ibrahimovic, and again, this is me speculating. If he spent the time and and recognized that, you know what, we need more of this. We need more people with that kind of power um, and that kind of influence to do the things that LeBron's doing, like speaking out, like doing all the work that he's doing within the communities and with the youth. Then I think he would just shut up, right? So came across, you know, uneducated. And 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 listen, this is, again, my theory. Something happened in L.A. Something happened in L.A. Yeah, where uh, yeah. he hasn't let it go. But that's and let's say, let's say I, I didn't do research. I'm not saying that Ibra doesn't have a foundation. He doesn't help kids. Right. We may not know. We may not know. Right. But at the same time, he shouldn't be, um, you know, saying that LeBron should shut up and dribble, um, and and, and just go about it that way. Right. LeBron yeah. has every right to speak his mind and help his community any way he feels is the best. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe this is not the end, and maybe we talk about this in a couple of weeks because it, it keeps escalating. But maybe it doesn't. So, so we'll see. All right, all right, all right. So now it's that time. I'm excited. We're excited. Drink specials is excited. You know, when we talk about kind of who we want to bring onto the show, you know, it's always been around focusing on people that you know we respect, people that you know we're seeing they're doing something. 
you know, whether it's developing their brand or, you know, supporting the community, entrepreneurship, you know, those are the type of people that we want on this show so they can drop that knowledge and they can share with, you know, you guys kind of what they're doing and how they got there. And in support of, you know, International Women's Day, uh, we just thought it made sense that we brought, you know, we've been watching grow and evolve within her industry and really make a name for herself. Someone who has taken on the pandemic and made the most out of it. And that's who we've brought on to Drink Specials today, Monica Calra. Monica is a recognized, published makeup artist, over 30 to 40 fitness magazine covers. She has worked with celebrities, athletes, all kinds of different models and, and, and professionals. Monica, we're so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to Drink Specials. Welcome, Monica. Thank you. Hey, guys. Like, that was an amazing intro. Thank you so much. I feel so, like, honored <laughs> to hear that. Stuff. So it's like, oh. People probably want to know how we know Monica, right, Richard? I think that's so, a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Richard, how do how do we know Monica? We we won't say we talked about this before. We won't say how long we've known Monica, but we've known Monica for a very long time uh, through high school. Yep. And um, you know we're good friends in high school, and and obviously kept in connection through uh, socials, and and kind of keep tabs on how Monica's doing, and and vice versa, but. Yeah, we've known Monica for a super long time, uh, kind of grown up together. Yeah. So very excited to have you on. Thank Monica. you. Yeah, high school, but yeah, those were good times. Still are good times. <laughs> <laughs> Big ups to St. Joe's. Anyone listening there? Anyways, go Jags. <laughs> we won't say what but class. Yeah, let's no, no, we won't. <laughs> no, no, we won't. No, no, no. But uh, but let's start off with like maybe a maybe maybe an easy one, Monica. Like, who are you, the professional? Who are you as a person? When people think of Monica, like, what should they be thinking? So that's like a really interesting question to ask because you kind of think to yourself, like, who am I? Like, you don't really think that daily. When I think of myself, I just think I'm a really social person. I've always loved to like chit chat, get to know people. I love helping people. I like making them feel their best when I'm working, you know, and I like cheering people on and staying positive. I think both professionally and personally, I think it's the same for me. Like, I think I like to relate to clients and to people. I like to spark conversations and really engage and get to know people. I know some, like when I'm working on set, some people are really nervous before a shoot. So I try to walk them through what's going to happen. I try to joke around and try to tell stories. I tend to do the same when I'm around a group of people that are shy or don't like they're introverts. Like I try to break the ice and, you know, get conversations going. And it's just something I've always done. I just, I'm a people person. That's who I think I am. <laughs> that's that's Mon that's you Monica. Know, you guys I haven't know seen you how, in years. I, I haven't seen you in years, but yeah. that's Monica. That's you to a T. That's that's a great description and uh, I'm I'm glad that you haven't changed Thank one you. bit. I just I I love connecting with people. I like making them feel good. I like, you know, making them feel their best. And yeah, that's me. So obviously being an entrepreneur has its own challenges, but you know, when I think of an entrepreneur being a female entrepreneur has a totally different set of yes. challenges. Can you walk us through what some of those challenges are, how you overcame them, and how you're kind of paving the way for other female entrepreneurs in your industry? Well, that definitely is a tough question. Like growing up, you'd never think that being a woman, you're going to be, you know, held back. And I guess over the years, and I've worked many jobs after high school, I went on to do aesthetics and did university. Like I've tried many things. I've worked many jobs, but the one thing that had stayed consistent was doing makeup for photo shoots. I've done that since I was right out of high school. And, um, and something that I just kept doing and I would do, you know, for free and I would do just to build my portfolio, just to network and to get your foot in. It does take a lot of work. And I put my face out there. I got to know people, got to know more people. Then I started getting invited on trips. Then I started to get paid gigs. And then I started getting, you know, and now I'm here doing it full time. And I love it. Um, you know, being a woman is definitely hard in any aspect of you know, our lives and going through jobs. And, you know, it was always when I was working like corporate or, you know, any other jobs, it was always that, how can I get ahead? You see people getting ahead that, you know, don't really deserve it. You have all the qualities and, you know, the experience and you just, you feel like you're held back. So, you know, going out on my own and having my own business has been nothing but rewarding. I do me how I want to do me. And I work with an amazing team and they help big me up. And yeah. You just gotta stay positive and you know do what's right for you. To to piggyback on that, were were there any 
doubts or difficult moments, obviously, along the way that you, you learned from and kind of taught you a little bit of that tough skin to be um to be honest um nothing was ever easy <laughs> i i'm not gonna lie like people know me as like a really happy person but i i did have to go through a lot um you know as a teenager and um i got to a certain point in my life and i had a really big breakdown before i turned a certain age and after like right before that I realize age ain't nothing but a number. Like Aaliyah said. So I literally like, I don't, I don't look at anything that I've gone through as something that held me back. Something I've grown from. It's something I've learned from. It's, It's what brought me here. My obstacles are what made me and continue to make me. We're always going through stuff. So, you know, COVID. This is like a whole new thing. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, and within COVID, we're all going through our own things too. So, you know, you just got to make the best of it and realize, I'll tell you guys, honestly, like I'm Hindu. So my priest had mentioned to me once and it's always stuck with me. What it was, was there's going to always be highs and there's always going to be lows. And it's just finding that middle line, that balance. So even when good things happen, I'm like, cool, that's awesome. You know, but I don't go out and be like, oh my God, you know, like I don't get overly excited. And then when I'm really low, it's like, okay, well, you know, this is going to happen. Like I'll break my screen on my phone that I just bought or something. And I'll be like, oh, well, crap, that happened. Okay, move on. Right. So that's how I take life. Yeah. Yeah. That's Sorry to outlook. like go so far in and talk so much. <laughs> no, I love it. No, this is this is what the people want to know. So I love it. I, you know, big ups to Monica's team. And I think one of the things that I heard that I loved yeah. is life is too short. Got to do you right. So I love it. I love it. I love it. So uh, another another thing that I, I kind of wanted to, to learn, and you kind of hinted at it a little bit. So it's actually a really good yeah. segue. Is COVID right? So pre-COVID, again, Monica's on the road, or she was on the road, right? Pre-pandemic, you know, different shoots, then COVID took over Mm -hmm. a year ago. How have you adjusted from going on the road, from doing all of these things that you were doing before to now, for the last 12 months, you know, we're under different rules. So how how have you adjusted? I mean, it's taken its toll on all of us. Um, We've all had to make some major changes in our lives this past year. And, you know, it was a big change for me. Um, In the beginning, I was anxious and going through all the motions of what's happening, like that fear that we were all feeling. And so it was a big change. So I kind of just stayed in my bed and like, didn't think about anything. I stopped watching the news. And then eventually, I was just like, you know what, I need to like, just do something. So started putting out there that I was going to do makeup lessons online via Zoom. Why not? Right. I'm used to traveling all the time. So come March last year, I was just getting back from another trip, a second trip from that year. Yeah, I would have been just preparing to be on the road for the rest of the year and, you know, shooting locally and whatnot. So that's all gone down the drain. Like I'm not going anywhere. Like I had to, we had to cancel trips that were already planned a month or two ahead. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start offering online lessons. And sure enough, people were booking and it gave me the motivation to get up and like get ready every day, which is hard when in the beginning and when you're home all the time, you're just kind of like, I want to stay in my pajamas. But this way, at least I could be in my jam- pajamas yeah, yeah. and have a nice <laughs> looking face. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because I, honestly, and that's, that's one of the things that I love about entrepreneurs like yourself, Monica. You know, we're all given, you know, cards to play with. Right. And pre-pandemic, you played them a certain way. Pandemic took over. And to your point, now I'm going to start online yeah. Zoom makeup classes. Right. And, you know, I know, I know, of course, we all want to get back to that pre-pandemic life where we're on the road, et cetera, et cetera. But it's really, really cool to hear it that you know it didn't stop the monica train you just kept on going and you adjusted so that's really cool yeah you you pivoted and it, and it worked out thank so you that's, yeah that's, it was amazing great. more of a fun question um you, your career has obviously brought you all over the world what is your top three favorite destinations um and why? so I haven't been all over the world but mostly north america and the caribbean <laughs> so we all go that way <laughs> eventually that's, you know that's we'll great get, that's great I mean, hopefully to some european countries and you know go from there but my sorry my top three favorite places to go okay so it's definitely yes vegas or to visit um and then we go to the caribbean vegas okay so wow i'm trying to get hit every caribbean island so once a year i'll travel with my husband and we'll go hit okay. the ones i haven't been to yet so <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> one of the things that i that i've heard a few times is like we 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 the team the team 
Who, who so, is the Monica um, team? The team of makeup artists is just myself. And I work alongside <laughs> okay. uh, Paul Buzetta, who's the photographer that, you know, books all the shoots. And he is now, um, he was owner of Strong Fitness Magazine, but he's now part owner. So there's a couple of new faces there at Strong. So he owns Strong Fitness Magazine and Andy Barrow. And um, yeah, so him and I are literally on the road together all the time. And then we have our videographer, Josue, um, who joins us for more of the fun trips, Vegas and Dominican. Yeah. So when I when I think of obviously the the uh, makeup art industry, it's it's a pretty competitive yeah. space, right? Um, there's a lot of uh, makeup artists out there, but what makes Monica kind of kind of unique? And obviously, you you're you're unique in the fact that you know your career has brought you this far. So what what is it about Monica that that um, keeps a lot of these commercial? Honestly, uh, I don't know. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. I really don't though. Like I, I like I said, <laughs> like I've been doing this for a really long time. I did it straight out of high school, and I just kept being myself I won't lie like I do have some skill I could probably do uh full glam with my eyes closed so, oh, so oh, you can yeah, make Dave course. look pretty is what you're saying <laughs> whoa whoa should we you know what we may have yeah, to revisit yeah, yeah. that we topic definitely one do a live of that, yeah absolutely sure. everyone Monica <laughs> yeah. Monica works miracles yeah that's the plug there right go. there well I, I think what it is really is that people <laughs> actually feel beautiful and I'm not going to say it's just myself it's alongside my photographer like we're dealing with women on a daily basis that have had kids um, don't see the beauty in themselves anymore like they just don't see them being sexy or don't see what everyone else maybe sees right and with the combination of makeup and the way Paul shoots we help to bring it out and I think that's what makes me a little bit more special <laughs> and I, I don't know anything about makeup but I mean if I was ever given a makeup yeah. brush is that what you call them <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I, I don't know the tools I just see the face and what I what I'm hearing is you know before you apply what you apply you get to know the person. Are they a mom? Are they someone that's right. going through something, right? To bring out that beauty that's within yeah. them, which which I very much love. And I'm sure that's why, again, to yeah. your point, that's why the clients keep coming back, right? So, And you're you're yes. empowering women, right? And, and that's a super important thing, especially in the industry you're working on. You want people to feel confident. You want people to feel really good in front of the camera. And the fact that you're... You're helping in that regard. I mean, and we're all, we all have stories. Like we have survivors. We have so many stories, each and every one of us, men and women, you know, get to know them, go get to know about them. And I see the beauty deeper than, you know, the physical. That's just what we try to bring out in the photos and in the makeup. So, yeah. So I have to ask the question because we've talked about Monica behind the camera. But I think in the last couple of years, Monica, let me know. You've, yeah, you've gone in front of the camera, right? I think you're 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 yeah, venturing out there as well, right? It just happens. <laughs> I've been shooting so ever since I've been working with Paul. I'd say that, like, I have shot before uh, when I was growing up a couple of times, but working with Paul, like, he really tried. Like, he really like he shoots everything. Like, he'll shoot. He would just like take pictures of me randomly like eating. I have so many random pictures of just me sitting on my phone. And it was him that was like, I want to shoot you one day. And I was like, okay, cool. We can shoot. So literally after like, I don't know, a few months of working with each other, we finally shot. It was like a terrible scenario. of I had no clothes. But anyways, we made it work. And so ever since then, we just kept shooting and shooting. And the more that I was posting, more people were engaging and liking so I was like you know what it's kind of fun I'm awkward and most people feel awkward so why not showcase it and say like listen I'm an awkward one but I'm putting myself out there so you should too because <laughs> you're gonna feel amazing that's a great lesson honestly that's a great lesson uh, sometimes as, as human beings you know put getting out of your comfort zone putting yourself out there is where you get the most growth uh, individually right so you yes. you kind of did that and, yeah. and, and it so now paid everyone off. you know it's kind of an, it's kind of nice because people will bring in pictures and they'll they'll show their inspiration and i'll be there and i was like oh my like i just like oh my god thank you <laughs> you know i love it i love having pictures so yeah you talked about vegas right not a, not a lot of people know this, but i only started i only went to vegas once and that was a few years ago Right, I know it's shame on me. And actually, Richard and I have never been to Vegas together. Okay, right, so well, Richard, go. yeah, Richard, we gotta us. get we gotta get out there next we, time. Dave and I were were we, our first times in Vegas. We're both in our thirties, so um, yeah. we were lagging well behind, and I, we were all oh. uh, with kids at that point as well. So it was a dad. 
in in bed by yeah. I think midnight for myself anyway. I don't know about you. Yeah. But when when Monica goes to Vegas, is yeah, there a spot that you have to places. eat somewhere so, you have to go? Um so I didn't go to Vegas until like, <laughs> I was 32. So like it was yeah, so that was yeah, my okay, good, good, good. And, like that trip was just insane because it was literally like pool party, uh, like come home, recover, and then go to like a nightclub like every day for four or five days, and like that I couldn't do because after thirty, like everything kind of <laughs> changes, and you're kind of you're kind of like okay, I'm over it, you know. Um, <laughs> but now we go and we have like a set schedule of how we do things, but. When I go to Vegas, I definitely have to go to Kaizen, which is a sushi place. I don't eat like sushi, sushi, veggie sushi, but it's like the best. Like they have the best teriyaki. They have the best sushi like for everyone else. They have, I don't know. I can just go on. Um, also, um, there is Capriotos, which is a sub place too. It's a lot about food. I won't lie because <laughs> I love certain places in the States and we don't get them here. Love it. And it's an amazing sub place that I love. And last, I have to gamble. Like I have to gamble, and I've been I, I have to hit the high high limit too. So so are you are um, you playing everything? So I start off on like the smaller tables, and then usually I see like I don't make too much. I don't play with like too too much. But you know, if I'm up or down, I'll take whatever's left, and I go and I take my chance on high limit. And lately, I've been coming back pretty decent. So wow, okay. yeah. Yes, I would not have guessed. Thank you. Good for you. What? When I went to um, when I went to Vegas, I was playing blackjack at night. Yeah, I yeah. With, I think you remember yes. him, Justin. You remember Justin? Yeah. So <laughs> Justin hasn't changed, by the way. He's the exact same guy. But at least my experience, we stayed at the Caesars. They're very serious at those tables, like very serious, right? And we just sat down. We're like, okay, we don't know what we're doing, and like we were, I guess we were yeah. hitting when we were supposed to hit. Right. And you know what I mean? Like we were asking for cards and like, yeah, one lady asked Justin to leave. Right. Because she's like, yeah, like you don't know what you're doing. Like the eye rolls, all that stuff. And it's like, yeah. you know, Justin would hit when he has 19 or something. And it was not a good night, Like, And but... if you're in doubt, like you yeah, have asked the uh, dealer. But um, like even with me, like I get really nervous and tense. So I'll just ask the dealer or, or I'll ask my my uh table whoever's on the table like what i should do if i'm really confused but for the most part like nobody should really say anything like they should really just keep like you do what you do you know how many yeah. times i sat at tables and you know some drunk kid comes along puts everything down and like does like the most ridiculous moves and like leaves winning like so much because it's like beginner's luck. It's just ridiculous how many times I've seen it. I've probably seen it like five or six times for sure. Yeah, exactly. Only in Vegas. Well, well, only in Vegas, right? <laughs> so when I think of Monica, obviously you're you're in front and behind the cameras, uh, entrepreneur, makeup artist. But what are some hobbies um, outside of work uh, and and, and uh, travel? Obviously. So what are, what are some I hobbies literally that, that have always been like super busy to really like get things done. So that's why COVID has kind of been a blessing. So like I've been really taking a lot of liking towards like cooking. I've been doing some resin art. I I was loving doing gardening in the summer. Um, so those are kind of the things that I, I I'm sticking with and probably will stick through stick with um, as long as I'm, you know, available at home. <laughs> and uh, like my husband was loving it because, you know, he's getting all these like nice home cooked meals that I've never been able to really make him because he's always met me as how I am and <laughs> traveling all the time. So I can make some things here and there quick and easy, but like I've been making some hardcore stuff. So he's been happy with that. But yeah. And then, um, yeah, I've just started nice. working out finally. So that's pretty intense. Yeah, so uh, so there you go. You know, Offset, Monica's adding to her cooking game, her gardening game, her workout game. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, you know, one of the questions that I, we did want to know is, with International Women's Day around the corner, what comes to mind, Monica? What comes to mind when you think about International Women's Day? There are so many thoughts that I that go through my head all the time. Like, I just, I like things to be equal. And I like things to be fair. And growing up, obviously, we didn't see that. I like that we can openly discuss things about what women go through with everything. <laughs> we go through a lot. So it's nice that we can openly like talk about it now yeah. and with the help of social media, make it more known um, to know that it's okay to talk about these things and 
like I said, like when I'm talking to my clients, I open up, like I'm an open book. I talk about my problems openly and I just like that we can embrace it and kind of connect that way. It boggles my mind to think where we are and where we should be. So there's still a lot of work. Right, but... right. So on that same note, you know, obviously you're, yes. you're um, you know, Indian Canadian. I think it's amazing. What are your thoughts think, on Kamala Harris? You know, we're all rooting for her. The kids that are growing up now, the girls, they see a woman. They see a woman of color, you know, and it's so inspiring. And I can't wait till we see that all the time. Different cultures displayed on television, movies, because right now, you know, you know, we're, it's getting better. Because growing up, we never saw that. Like, I never seen we it. We have a lot more. You know, and we'd only see people with an accent, right? Usually a, a brown guy yep. with an Indian accent, you know, from India. Yep. So it's nice to see that things are changing. And, you know, the future yeah. is going to be able to grow up and see some, see themselves in presidents and vice presidents and everything. Sky is the limit. So to, to, to round it off, if you can give any entrepreneurs, um, advice or or you know what we doubt ourselves so much and by putting yourself out there and i'm an example i put myself out there for so many years i did it for free and i just put myself out there and it got me to where i want to be nowadays it's so easy to get where you want to be because we have so many avenues with social media you know instagram youtube facebook whatever it is you know there's so many different apps and um things that you can display um, your work and get noticed and get brand deals and, you know, go with it. Right. So I would just say, just, just do it, <laughs> you know, do you do it and keep practicing and, you know, educating yourself and be you. Amen. And there you go, Monica, dropping those gems. Thank you again so much from the drink specials team from Richard and I. Thank you so much for joining us. You're always welcome to come back. You're part of the family. For those out there that again want to, you know, stay up to date with kind of what Monica's doing and in the industry and you know what's happening in her life. Please, please, please make sure you check her out at Monica Kalra uh, on Instagram. We'll post uh, all her information on our Instagram EC4U Events. Thank you again, Monica, and keep uh, keep killing it. And now to wrap up the podcast, it's that time. Richard, what's that stock pick of the week? Well, it's been a tough week for stocks. Um, There's been some rate-driven volatility in the market from fears of interest rates going up and higher cost of borrowing. But I do feel that there's an economic boom coming with the vaccination rollout and the opening in the U.S. So some sectors I want to be in are some of those sectors that were damaged at the beginning of the, the pandemic. So sectors including real estate, retail, and financials. You know, to get some diversification, you know, I already gave a real estate name uh, in Mason Rich. I gave a retail name in Lululemon. This week, let's go financials. And I think financials, when I think of the Canadian banks, all of them are great. Um, you can't really lose with going with any of them. But if you're looking for a little extra growth out of a financial, I would move to the US. And a name I really like is Wells Fargo. Um, it has a great dividend at 1.1%. Currently trading at about $37 USD. I do see it going to the 50s in the next year, um, probably eight months. Um, in early to 2020, it was trading uh, in about $53, $54. So I see it reaching those levels, um, if not exceeding that in the next eight months to a year and a half. So um, in terms of financial, I like Wells Fargo. All right, everyone. Until next week. Stay safe, everybody. And remember, what you drinking. Take care.